Welcome, one and all, to The Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here, as always, with my lovely wife, Angela, and the prophet of the hour, Dr. Andrew. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well, thank you. So, the wheels of prophecy have already been set in motion. Um, When we talked last, we talked about John Bolton being out and the fact that uh, a fatwa, not one, but several have already been issued. Actually, the last time we talked, Bolton was still in. We said he's about to go out. Right. Uh, That's what I meant. And we talked about Bolton being out. And he's uh, he's officially out now. Right. And... There's an there's an apparent discrepancy as to how he left. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. That's that's unimportant. The important thing is that he, the damage to the wine has been done. Yes. So, <clears throat> so today is September thirteenth, two thousand nineteen, and uh, a lot has transpired over the last week. So we've been talking about the oil. We as the angel forewarned, the angel said, "Do not damage the oil," uh, yet. The U.S., the U.K., and, and Iran with them have done their best to damage the oil. So as we know, last month, the U.S. and the U.K., through Gibraltar, seized a supertanker of Iran that holds about 2 million barrels of oil, so at 63 bucks a, bu- a barrel, that's about $120 million in U.S. dollars that was sitting on that oil tanker. Yet uh, Gibraltar didn't want to be in the middle of this mess. So they had a quick court session and went ahead and released the super tanker, much to the chagrin of the United States. So um, so anyway, so they've been trying, we as the, or the U.S. has been trying, been trying to deal nefariously with Iran's oil. Uh, as reported after it was released, uh, by the BBC. It says, the U.S. has been trying to seize the tanker since it was released by Gibraltar. It issued a warrant and blacklisted the vessel, threatening sanctions on any country which offered it aid. Wow. The ship has since been sailing east along the Mediterranean. Earlier this week, it was revealed that a U.S. official had even offered the captain of the ship millions of dollars to change course and sail the tanker to somewhere that the U.S. may be able to seize it. Satellite imaging. Maxar released photographs which, which it said showed the Adrian Daria about two miles off the Syrian port of Tardis on Friday, September 6th. This is reported by the BBC. So, ironically, the U.S. was right. <laughs> They were right for seizing the, the ship because it was due to go to Syria and be unloaded at, off of Syria. So soon after the sitting, as reported by Al Jazeera, an Iranian oil tanker at the center of a major diplomatic dispute with the United States reached its destination and sold its cargo. Iran's foreign ministry said, amid accusations that the vessel was transporting crude area crude oil to Syria in violation of EU sanctions. And that was exactly what happened. 
Yep, the Argent, the Aria Daria oil tanker finally docked on the Mediterranean coast and unloaded its cargo. Iran State News Agency, IRNA, quoted Foreign Ministry spokesperson Abbas Musavi as saying on Sunday, he didn't elaborate on the country involved. This is from the Al Jazeera. Well, I assume it's Syria that, that took the oil. So, so basically, we got we got pie in our face. Is what happened. Uh, we tried to seize a very large chunk of Syri of uh, Iran's income, and and barely failed. Well, uh, Iran still has chips. Yeah, and so in the in counterpoint to the, our moves, uh, it says in Al-Smadar, it says, over the past three months, Iran has detained three commercial vessels in the Strait of Hormuz, the strategic waterway linking Middle East crude oil producers to key world markets over alleged maritime violation. That's from the Al-Smadar news. So... We didn't play that one very well, did we? No, we did. So. And and uh, I I was just sitting here thinking. He talks about how Putin outsmarted Obama. I wonder how he feels about Iran outsmarting him. I don't know if he's smart enough to know that. <laughs> I'm I'm laughing, but I'm laughing for a lot of reasons. Maybe Pompeo understands it. Okay, he probably had to explain it to our president what happened. Well, I, he definitely explained to him what Bolton had done, mm -hmm. but I don't think that he realizes all of the implications of what has happened. Mm -hmm. Um, which is why at the top I said the wheels of prophecy have been set in motion. Yep. And the wheels of the world are falling off as we speak. So, so round one of the prophecy goes to Iran. <laughs> True. <laughs> do not damage the wine. Well, it says do not damage the oil, and, and that round went to Iran. Right. So now here we go with the wine. So here we go. Well, if we can't do the oil, let's do the wine. So, the the angel forewarned, he said, do not damage the wine, which as we know, the wine represents blood. The wine represents the blood. So, the wine, as we speak, is being damaged. Uh-oh. So, who has been the chief architect over the last couple of years in Middle Eastern affairs for Babylon the Great? Israel. No, for Babylon the Great, for us. Oh. Who, who individually has been the architect of it all? John Bolton. John Bolton, the B-team. That's right. Bolton and Pompeo. So we, so they failed bitterly with the oil. They, they, they failed they to did. seize. They, and it was legitimate. They could have actually legitimately seized it. But they failed to seize it, and it fell in their face. And not only that, but in counterpoint, Iran sees three of three oil tankers of their own.
So the B team in, in haste has uh, established a red line that, uh, oh, well, they've established a red line for the White House. I don't know if it's for Trump, but they've definitely established a red line, okay? Yeah, see, and the sad part is Trump's going to have to do something. Yeah, he's going to have to honor the red line or fire a bunch of people. So Okay, so, <clears throat> so I, I guess that's the other thing that is, is interesting about the departure of John Bolton mm -hmm. is, is how he was shown the door. Mm -hmm. Did he go on his own or did Trump kick him? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's out. So yeah, but he did. But he did what he he did his damage. So as we know, the, the B team has already set up a red line for for Trump, <clears throat> as the Washington Post reported on June 18, 2019. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has privately delivered warnings intended for Iranian leaders that any attack by Tehran or its proxies resulting in the death of even one American service member will generate a military counterattack, U.S. officials said. That's from the Washington Post. So, we could see what's happening here. Yeah, oil was cheap. Oil could be damaged. True. And we lost. So Badly. Yeah. So the next step is to move to the wine. So as we speak, a red line has been established. It's ironic that we call it a red line, just the same color as wine, right? Right. For that matter, rhymes with wine. Right. <laughs> so a red line has been set up, and it wasn't. It was the White House that established it, not necessarily President Trump, but regardless, there's a red line. So and and regardless, it was his responsibility. It's his responsibility ultimately. So so the issue now is there's a lot of there's a lot of impetus for the red line to be to be stepped over. Uh, it's it's not when it happens. It's not if it happens. It's when, it's when. it happens because it's going to happen. One of my Ron's proxies is going to kill a U.S. member, and at that point. It'll be a big decision as far as what does Trump decide to do about that. Well, it's a it's a no decision. <laughs> this is what is going to happen. Yeah. So the issue is, yeah, is he going to honor that red line? He's going to say, okay, we go to war, or is he going to fire Pompeo and say, I didn't establish that red line? Is he going to back off on his words that he said about his predecessor, President Obama? Complain that Obama never held his red line. So it'll be a tough decision. Um, my inclination is that he may go to war. And the only reason I say that is Trump is not a war guy. No, he's not. But he realizes that if he goes to war, he will be reelected. So we all know what happens when we go to war. Usually, the approval of a president goes way up. In fact, the highest approval rating was President Bush with 91% approval rating right after 9-11. So, 
<clears throat> not only that, but you never change a president midstream through a war. And you never elect a Democrat as a president during a war. So he, he sees. True. So Trump may realize that the. So he, you know, one thing I can say about President Trump, he is not a war guy, but he's very self serving. Yes. So, and I, but there are a lot of people who would would not not appreciate that about mm-hmm. Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I call him Cadet Bone Spurs for a reason. Sure, got him out of the war. <laughs> and yet, since the war, he's been to Vietnam three times. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> As a merchant, <laughs> and 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 two times he he damaged whatever was going on. Sure, absolutely. So, no, there are a lot of folks who I don't think uh, would appreciate Trump wanting to go to war. No, but he may do it just for that purpose. Wow. I never thought about that until just now, and that's yeah. a very horrible, horrible thought. It is. Because it would go very badly very quickly. Yeah. We're going to take a break right here. Let the audience digest that. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. You're listening to The Prophecy Show on the Christ the King Radio Network. Welcome back, one and all, to The Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here with Dr. Andrew. And, uh, yeah, it's not if, it's when the wine gets spilled. Mm-hmm. It's when the wine gets spilled. What's going to happen? So, <clears throat> before John Bolton left, he's been up to his nefarious ways. So, over over the past week, Israel has been pounding on the... Popular mobilization units, or PMUs, which are Iranian proxies, military units that are within Iraq, uh, helping fight ISIS. Okay, so they've been pretty much fun working independently as um, hands of Iran in Iraq. Okay. Well, just recently, as reported by Al Jazeera, a massive explosion hit a key arsenal belonging to Iraq's PMU north of Baghdad on August 19th, the fourth and latest in a series of such attacks targeting the militia group's facilities in recent weeks. The PMU came together in 2014 to tackle the rising threat of the Islamic State which is making rapid advances to control large swathes of territory across Iraq. The Shiite majority forces have since been backed and equipped by the government in neighboring Iran. The group is widely credited for its key role in the eventual defeat of the Islamic State and for helping flush the militant organization out of Iraq. 
While no one has officially claimed responsibility for the recent attacks on the PMU interests, fingers of blame have already been pointed towards Israel. In a statement released August 21st, the PMU also implicated the Americans in the chain attack. It says the United States had allowed four Israeli drones to enter the region accompanying U.S. forces and carry out missions on Iraqi territory. The statement read, I'll monitor. And in response to these Israeli attacks, <clears throat> Ayatollah Sayyid Qasim Al-Hiri, who is an Iran-based Shiite cleric close to the PMU factions, issued a fatwa on August 23rd calling upon the PMU and all other Iraqi armed forces to fight U.S. troops and exile them from the country. The PMU's Fatah bloc in Parliament announced August 24th that it will support Harry's fatwa in the legislature. Aseb Ahari Ahaks Kais Kazali also supported the fatwa. The Sadiqan bloc, which is Aseb Ahaks bloc in Parliament, called on the Iraqi government to warn the United States to close its embassy and consulates and take its personnel and troops out of the country before they are targeted by the Iraqi resistance movement. Wow. Qatayeb Hezbollah also issued a statement warning the United States that any further attack on the PMU will result in attacks on the U.S. presence in Iraq across the country. That's from Al Monitor. So you've got threats. You've got a fatwa now. Yes. You've got a holy edict from Allah that is issued to the PMU saying, kill Americans, spill American blood, spill the wine, damage the wine, cross the White House's blood red line. So it's Ouch. not just it's not just anger, it's not just revenge. It's, it's now a religious order. Yeah. And that's the, that's where the Trump either has to <clears throat> do something or cower. Well, yeah, he can't do anything now because it's going to happen. But when it, what his response will be will be interesting. Yes. So that's what I'm talking about. So the problem is, it's not just in Iraq that there's a concern. Several other arms of Iran's extensive asymmetric military have entered the fray. Threats have been now issued from the Gaza Strip. It says, quote, Abu Hayus al-Maqdisi, the leader of the Gaza-based Daesh Aum al-Salafi jihadi group, called on the Taliban to increase attacks against the United States, according to a report by a Middle Eastern media Research Institute, or memory, on Tuesday. That's from the Jerusalem Post. Similar threats have been issued from Hezbollah. It says, America is seeking to bring Iran under siege in the region, Mohammed Muhayi, the spokesman of Iraqi's Hezbollah, told Al-Mayyadeen TV, an outlet linked with the, with the Lebanese Hezbollah. The militia commander further warned that the group will hold the United States responsible for any Israeli attacks on the Iraqi soil. America will play a behind-the-scenes role if such an attack happens, he added. 
He also called on the Baghdad government to retaliate against any potential Israeli aggression in Iraq. That's from the MEI. Okay. So the question is, who has allowed the Israelis to attack the Iran's Iranians in Iraq? Well, as reported by the JNS, it says Washington apparently gave Israel the green light as part of its plan to put maximum pressure on Iran. It was reportedly done without affecting the U.S. military presence in Iraq. There was also the possibility of operational coordination between the United States and Israel, according to Western diplomatic sources. That's from the JNS. Yet, Pentagon adamantly denies any such involvement in these attacks. As reported by Defense One, quote, It remains an open question how much support for the strikes Washington has given Israel, if any. But the Pentagon has robustly denied any such involvement. That's from Defense One. Okay. So, it's interesting, because, yeah, Pentagon... It's not the one who holds the intelligence on Iranian PMUs. So, as reported by The Intercept magazine last year, it said an NSA representative who was embedded with U.S. Special Operations Command stated in a top-secret said today report that analysts had discovered a vast and dispersed network of Iranian agents in Iraq serving the Iranian Ministry of Intelligence, or the Islamic Revolutionary, Revolutionary Guard Corps. That's from The Intercept. Okay. So, in other words, it's the NSA that has privy and knowledge on the PMUs in Iraq. Well, let me ask you this. Who was the NSA director? John Bolton. Of course, it was John Bolton. Wow. So, to me, it seems quite obvious. It was John Bolton who allowed Israel to attack Iraq, to attack basically the PMUs in Iraq. Because airstrikes couldn't be possible. The United States didn't allow them to have that. And not only that, but the drones went over American territory that we were occupying in Iraq. So it's obvious. It had to, they had to be authorized by us. And the and Pentagon denies it. And I believe them. Because I believe it wasn't the military that allowed it. It was John Bolton. Yeah, I believe it was the NSA that allowed the attacks to happen. Wow. There's something else to digest, folks. We're going to take another quick break right here. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more about how deep overseas the NSA really is. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe, and this is The Prophecy Show on the CTK Radio Network.
Welcome back, one and all, to the Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here with Dr. Andrew. Um, overseas, the NSA is is deep. I mean, they're like deep cover. Oh, my gosh. I uh, mean, they... Their prongs are all over the place. So. I uh, was listening to a report, I think it was yesterday, about... Uh, Russia flushing American moles or American spies mm -hmm. out of, you know, trying to get rid of them there. We were in their government. Mm -hmm. uh, and no wonder here they attacked our elections because there we attacked their government. No, we we're just, yeah, we're both playing that game. So. Yeah. yeah. And, and what they did here was tiddlywinks compared to what we have done. True. So. so. Uh, but back to the NSA overseas and John Bolton. Back to John Bolton causing havoc in Iraq. Okay. So, uh, so I think Trump finally became privy to Bolton's messings. So just recently, just a couple of days ago, September tenth, two thousand nineteen, President Trump on Tuesday pushed out John R. Bolton, his third national security advisor. Amid fundamental disputes over how to handle major foreign policy challenges like Iran, okay. North Korea, most recent Afghanistan. That's from the New York Times. In response to Bolton's firing, Iran's president has urged the U.S. to put warmongers aside after the dismissal of John Bolton as national security advisor, with tensions remaining high in the Gulf. Hassan Rouhani's remarks signaled approval of Donald Trump's decision to remove Bolton, who had been hawkish on Iran and other global challenges. Rouhani's website quoted him as further urging Washington to abandon warmongering and its maximum pressure policy on Iran. That's from The Guardian. Okay. But, unfortunately, <coughs> despite John Bolton's removal, the damage has been done. Drew. Damage to the wine has been done. And most recently, just a few days ago, September 10, 2019, 21 Iraqi militia members were killed in the explosion of a weapons warehouse belonging to Iran-affiliated militias in Iraq's Anbar province. Oh! Iraqi military sources told Arab out media outlets on Tuesday. At the moment, it is unclear who is behind the blast. However, reports have linked the explosion to a recent series of attacks on the country, some of which has been attributed to Israel. That's from the Haaretz. So I assume this may have helped precipitate his firing, or maybe it was the Bolton's last hurrah. So Trump's recent quotes suggest that Bolton may have been behind these attacks, as reported by a political, quote, you know, John wasn't in line with what we were doing. And actually, in some cases, he thought he was too tough for what we were doing, Trump said. Mr. Tough Guy, you know, you have to go into Iraq. Going into Iraq was something he felt very strongly about. What's from a political? Uh-oh. So, Bolton wants a war with Iran, and he's going to get it. Oh, is he ever? He's gonna get. I don't think. I I don't think that he's aware of. Well, no. 
I lie. I know he was aware of, of what he was setting in motion. Oh, no, of course he was aware. And I don't think he's aware of the consequences of it. That. Well, well, because he believes, I think, in his mind, not only that we have the best military in the world and we can defeat anyone, and he may be right, <clears throat> unless that anyone that you try to defeat becomes a swarm. Mm -hmm. And it's not, and, and the thing about it is, is that you won't be just fighting one country. Right. You'll be fighting many countries yep. that, that all believe that you should be annihilated. Mm -hmm. So, Colin Powell forewarned. He said, you know, Iran's not the one you want to go after. That's right. He said it would be absolutely disastrous. He said, quote, four times the size of Iraq, 80 million, not 26 million people. Homogeneity to the population that Iraq certainly didn't have, 51% Persian. In other words, they're all on the same page. Mm -hmm. Terrain, just inhospitable. Almost killed Alexander the Great, for example. <laughs> This would be a vicious, long-term guerrilla campaign waged by the Iranians over 10 or 15 years. Yep. And at the end of it, it would look the same as Iraq did in 2011. <clears throat> it would cost $2 trillion and lots of lives, and more than anything else, it will require at least half a million troops to intercept. So, he actually got it wrong. So, I believe it would cost $4 trillion and a million troops. And it won't be guerrilla campaign in Iraq or in Iran. It'll be a guerrilla campaign all over the world. All over the world. And it'll be asymmetric warfare all over the world. So, so Colin Powell's mistaken. He's only thinking about military. He's not thinking about the global implications of going to war with Iraq. I, I've been thinking for the last few months, of course, I, I've I've thought this for the last few years mm -hmm. that um, we have a lot of Muslims in this country that we don't even know who they are, yeah. and and it's impossible to know who they are. No, and it's not the Muslims that we're concerned about. We're we're concerned about. <clears throat> Uh, radicalized, uh, probably um, the people that are faithful to Iran. So, in other okay. Words, so, even though we're we're talking about radical people that are faithful to Iran, um, let me step back. Let, let let me take the word Muslim off the table and say. Um, people from the Arab world instead. Well, that, it's, that, it's not the that, Arab world. It's, it's Persia. So that, it's not the Arab world. That, okay. It's, it's, it's basically Easternized Europeans. That's what Iran's made out of. That's pretty much what it is. It's That's what Iran means. It means Aryan. So... You're not going to be able to tell who is a follower of... I think that's Khomeini. the point I'm trying to make. 
So when Trump says he wants to ban all of these people from coming into the United States. Doesn't matter. They're already here. Thank you. And and they're still coming. And it's not Arabs, it's, it's <laughs> Persians. And and it's not Persians because most of them are Americanized. It's those that are faithful to the message of Khomeini and Khomeini uh, and radicalized followers of Muhammad. So that, and it only takes a handful. True. It only takes a handful. But asymmetric damage will be done once the war starts. <clears throat> so, so it's concerning. You know, what Colin Powell was worried about two decades ago is about to become manifest. More importantly, what the prophecy forewarned about 3,000 years ago shall become a reality. So as a, as a prophecy says to Daniel, When I, Daniel, had seen the vision, I sought to understand it, and behold, standing before me was one who looked like a man. And I heard the voice of a man between the banks of Ulai, and he call, called out and said, By the way, Ulai is the river that runs through Iran. Okay. Gabriel, give this man an understanding of the vision. So he came near to where I was standing, and when he came, I was frightened and fell on my face. But he said to me, Son of man, understand that the vision pertains to the time of the end. Now while he was talking with me, I sank into a deep sleep with my face to the ground. But he touched me and made me stand upright. He said, Behold, I am going to let you know what will occur at the final period of the indignation, for it pertains to the appointed time of the end, which means now. Okay. The ram which you saw with the two horns represents the kings of Media and Persia, Daniel 8.15. In other words, the vision that Daniel saw was Iran coming to power. Okay. So all these prophecies are coming to head. All the books are about to be open. All the seals are broken. And <clears throat> the red line's about to be crossed. So. And, and mankind is about to begin the tribulation. Wow. So, I always say buckle up, folks. <laughs> the train is coming. It is. Yeah. And it's just a matter of time. Uh, it's very little time. We only, True. You know, we only have two years before it all comes to head, so it's coming. <laughs> wow. Anyway, thank you, Doc. Thank you again. Like I said, I always learn a lot. When, when we have these discussions. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe, and this has been The Prophecy Show on the Christ the King Radio Network. Until next time, love God and each other. <laughs>